Welcome to this week's episode of Soccer Neophytes Podcast. United lifts the Nobody Carabao Cup trophy. Arsenal and City keep in stride. Three Americans start for Leeds. And we're going to give a relegation battle update. up guys hey hey what's going on hey we do not hear uh chris's voice which is such a shame uh, i'm sure he would love to talk about uh united's carabao cup victory it is a trophy it is a legitimate trophy but chris uh chris himself has often said the only people who care about the carabao cup are the victors everyone else thinks it's a shitty trophy I was going to say, please continue the quote because the second half is the most important part because yep. it involves most of us. Nobody cares about the Carabao Cup except the one team holding it. Having said that, congrats. I mean, yes. United looks good lately. They, are, so, they look great. They look great. I mean, then again, they also got a nice Newcastle decided to just continue to play like shit for right at the end. The Newcastle, who looked great. For the first 20 games of the season? Yeah. Maybe 25. Yeah. And well, no, I don't think we've played 25. 20. Yeah. 19 to 20. Thank you. You're right. Don't ever interrupt me again. Um, <laughs> 20 games of the season, they look great. And uh, I'm not saying United got lucky in winning this meaningless cup. And I'm not trying to diminish this really amazing, really great victory for United. But... Um, they also caught Newcastle at the right time. And again, who gives a crap, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, for, for United fans, I think they haven't won a trophy since 2017, which for United, that is a long time and coming off a, a great uh, victory against Barcelona. I mean, this is, it's a good time to be a United fan. Their team's playing well. They um, actually, I'm sorry, I need to interrupt. It is almost always a good time to be a United fan, except for the past three years. Well, of course, but that's our podcast is only five years old. So <laughs> so 60% of the time, United sucked, baby. Actually, <laughs> most of the time it was miserable because when we started, I think was Jose Mourinho's last year and he was imploding the team. You guys, neither of you guys know who Jose Mourinho is. I do. And you. Well, you, yeah, I'm sure you've seen that this guy is insane. He's one of the most decorated soccer managers in history, but he has a three-year shelf life. So he will come in, win you trophies, and then in the third year, everything will go insane. And players... What, is will, he a drug addict or something? No, he's just one of the most narcissistic kind of also funny men like he's just insane just look up some jose Mourinho quotes and uh you'll either love him or hate him but yeah we've been some chris has been some, through through some rough rides with united but i'm i'm happy for them that they're playing well and they've got likable players so so just just to clarify um can i give a little background before i ex okay um united was amazing chris starts liking them and then they start to suck is that what you're saying? Well, they I don't even remember where they finished um, the first year. I think for Chris, I mean, he, this is well documented. When he chose United, I think he was choosing between United and Leicester City. And oh. his re and his reasoning was, well, Leicester City was great back then. Like that, that one year. Yes. No, no. They were they've been good for the last five or six years. Okay. Not not top four material, but pushing for Europe. Sure. So uh, Chris's reasoning in the end was he's a Suns Cardinals Diamondbacks fan. And he's like, I'm just tired of rooting for teams that suck. <laughs> I want a team that's a perennial winner, which I don't blame him. I don't blame him. So I don't either. It's that's, nice. how, that's how he got to United. I'm going to be honest. I almost chose city this year just because it'd be nice to having said that. Hold on. That goes back to the story that I was trying to tell. Um, my 21-year-old son and I have experienced the exact same amount of Boston Red Sox World Series um, victories 
Patriots Super Bowl victories. Um, technically, I've experienced more Celtics victories, but not since like I was seven or eight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And you know, we've experienced the same number of uh, Bruins Stanley Cups, right? So, um, it's. Weird I hope you're to- not bitching about this though, because no, this no, no, that's no. like the wine. That's like that's the most entitled thing I've ever heard. So I know I know I'm cutting you off. So keep going. I'm sorry. No, 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 Keith, please. No, 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 no. Exactly right, Barf. I am the king of being cut off and or cutting people off. So please cut me off whenever. All I'm saying is my entire youth sucked, and then I turned 21, and everything was awesome for like 20 years. And now that the Patriots suck, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what it's like to go back. You know what I mean? So good for Chris for choosing United is all I'm saying. It's nice to win. It's really nice to like root for a team that wins and then they win and then you expect them to win and then they win again. It is, it feels so good, Nate. You have no idea. Like, and the fact that I was born into this, I come by it honestly. Like I've been rooting for. I've been rooting for the Red Sox since my mom cried in the 1986 World Series when Bill Buckner let that one go through his legs, you know? Yeah. Um, and the fact that I had to wait so long, it was satisfying. It was Nate, satisfying. Did he, he actually just say, do we, do we know what he means? I'm sorry, say it again, Kyle. Did he actually? Did you actually just say, do we, we know what you mean? We don't know what you mean. We've never had Everybody 20. knows Bill Buckner, but you have to understand. No, he means... That you said, oh, we 20 years and we had all these wins, and then I don't know what to do myself. You know what I mean? No, we don't know what you mean. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> You're right. It has been a it's been a really it's been a really nice run. Do you understand? My my I've never had son, it all at the same I've never had it all at the same time. I had the oh, 80s for the 49ers. I had 2010s for the Giants, no Trailblazers championships. You should have latched onto the Warriors, dude. I know I know why you didn't. No, but I'm from Oregon, so I know. Here's the thing. It, that's the funny thing is I actually like the Suns more than the Celtics, even though I identify with uh, New England more, yeah. just because I, I actually have watched almost every Suns game ever since I was like six years old. You know what I mean? And as much as I want to love the Celtics because, you know, heritage and tradition and blah, blah, blah. Uh, like, I actually have a bond with I would give a kidney to Devin Booker right now. Right now, if Devin Booker needed a kidney, he's got it. That's literally the definition of give it to book. Ah, for those, yeah. let me let me explain. That's such a, a deep. That's such a deep cut. That's a let deep me cut that literally joke for our people. Only you and I get no, no, no. Uh, for our for our people listening, um, uh, I'm obnoxious. If you haven't been able to tell, um, and I'm a huge Devin Booker fan, and I coined a phrase that's really popular these days in Phoenix. <laughs> Uh, it goes, give it to book. Um, and he it's tweets it about there. 10 times every Suns basketball. Every Suns game, I in all caps, with at least one, usually 17 exclamation points. Given Is it exclamation point or exclamation mark? Point. Point. It's not an exclamation mark? Correct. Exclamation point. Question mark. Okay. Point. All right, we got to move right. on. We've Let's already on. lost our twenty listeners with weird American <laughs> New England sports fans. No, so they're loving sports. it. No, Go well, ahead. maybe they are. The Liverpool fans are, who uh, are owned by Fenway Sports Group. So, all right, good transition. Kyle, you got to watch uh, Leeds Southampton, which we uh, the rele- relegation bowl yeah. had to watch. Terrible. Had, had to watch. Capital had to watch. H. The relegation bowl, but you also got to watch history because three Americans started. Brennan Aronson, Tyler Adams, and Weston McKinney started for Leeds. Um, I I don't know if that was the first time it's ever happened, but it's the first time it's happened in a long time. So, uh, Kyle, were you aware of that when the match? Yeah, you mentioned that last week, but I completely forgot until again just now. And Aronson's the only name of the three that I remember seeing today. Well, he mentioned that they were all on the team, but the they didn't announce until like late that all three were starting, and it seemed kind of almost Nate. Was it? It almost seemed tongue in cheek the way they delivered the news, um, or at least maybe the way I saw it presented by different people on tweet, uh, Twitter, or. Um, in different social media, 
it was like, you know, look at that. There's some sort of development. Three Americans are starting as if they're trying to do like some shakeup. Is that, did you get that read? I didn't get that read. I think okay. what's probably more impressive to me is that, you know, Jesse Marsh, an American, isn't the manager there anymore. So to me, you've got this new manager. He's trying to save his team from getting relegated and new managers first uh, starting 11 has three Americans in it. So to me, it's like, it's, it's at least proof of their quality and maybe no one doubts their quality, but definitely there's some, uh, there's some, there's some anti-Americanism in the, in the British football world. Okay, Kyle, all right, go back I want to hear your Southampton. thoughts on uh, Leeds Southampton. No, well, the game sucked. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. People. I mean, He's right. It was not the you know not one goal scored till halfway through the second half was. I, I started focusing on things that weren't even game related just to have content. Like Please. for example, why aren't the so like um, football field? You have the end zones painted. You have the midfield painted. Uh, same with college football, um, baseball. Sometimes you see logos behind home plate. Why are there no paintings? Not even paintings of the Premier League leads the team anywhere in the field, midfield. I have, I have the answer. I, okay. I know the answer. I'm the new guy other than you. I'm the new guy. I know the answer. Ready? Yes. Because the ball in soccer is on the ground and having stuff <laughs> like logos and shit would make it hard to identify. Where well, that's not okay. Maybe not midfield, but maybe like out of bounds. There's nothing. Well, they've got the the signs on the on the walls and shit. I, I get that. I'm talking about like field art, like paint, like. Yeah, it's. it's you could sounds like a dude. Sounds like a new logo. business, guys. Let's go start. Nowhere. Yeah, a lot of out of bounds, uh, square feet, square footage too. I mean, there's a lot of space you could. They're right. Push. They're wasting. They're wasting real estate by not painting it. Which yeah, is ironic and, to say of the sport that puts uh, logos all over their jerseys. Everything. And everywhere, um, they're wasting field field space. But the other I think thing it's I funny think that too, that's your complaint. Like, why aren't there more shit on a soccer field? Do you know how much shit there is on a soccer field? But I think yeah, that's line. why he was so bored that he was noticing <laughs> how there's nothing on the on that, the. Pitch. That's literally I'm like this game sucks. What can I look at? That's oh. the equivalent of counting blades of grass, Kyle. <laughs> and I'm with you. This was an awful game. This was not fun. And no. I'm really glad I only had to watch the highlights because this was – I agree with you. This was not well, here, Another reason why I thought of that, I was trying to figure out who the home team was. And I'm like, gee, maybe if the field was painted, I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. That's valid. Just remember, the first team listed is the home team. Hold the on. Regardless of who cares who's listed, when you're watching in real – I'm on Kyle's side on this on this one. As a fellow neophyte, Kyle, workers of the world unite. Let's make sure we identify who's the home team from just a casual I, glance. Yes. I want a casual glance home. Like, you know how when the first time somebody tells you with a, with a rental car that, like, there's an arrow on the gas tank that tells you which side your gas tank is on? <laughs> and as soon as you realize that, you're like, this is a game changer. Oh, I, I want that game changer in soccer. I learned that shit in adulthood. I learned that like not that long ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but like I, I didn't know who the home team was. I probably think I don't. I still don't think I know. Maybe Leeds. <laughs> I yeah, I think that it was Leeds. Leeds. Okay. Was okay. So you had a fifty-fifty shot on that one. So I'm not that impressed. Uh, go. <laughs> um. Well, they were listed first. So there you go. <laughs> um. So fit check. Oh, by the way, I saw a Cubs hat in the crowd. That was kind of interesting. Just off I note. Mean, that's like seeing a Yankees hat. It's like it's you, know the Cubs. you could if you were to travel to Thailand right now, you'd see a well, Lakers uh, hat. You know what I mean? Uh, Cubs aren't universal. The Yankees no, are. Cubs are not universal. There have been at least four major Hollywood films about the Cubs, and frankly, they're universal. Don't don't it's Cubs are it's not enough movies. They're not what? movies people in England are watching, guaranteed. <laughs> They're not watching Rookie of the Year, bro. They absolutely were watching Rookie of the Year. <laughs> They're not. Rookie of the Year transcends nations and gender and race and not any in other. England. Not in England. In England, oh, they don't care about baseball. They have cricket. Yeah. 
listen, Rookie of the Year, if they made a cricket version of Rookie of the Year, they'd watch that too. That's how good that movie is. <laughs> That's an odd I would watch that, actually. Honestly, if there was a, a cricket, cricket version, version of, rookie of Rookie of the Year would, would end in a murder. Because if he's throwing that hard with a cricket ball, that thing's like a brick rock. He would be basically a sniper. He's like yeah. he'd be shooting it out of a gun. Anyway, go ahead. All right, Kyle, give us some more thoughts, man. Okay, um, still here. Uh, fit check. Um, Leeds uniforms were clean. I liked them. I liked the number on the shorts. The 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 tops kind of reminded me of LA Galaxy. Yeah, the, were they were in their all whites. Yeah, yeah. Um, and first look at Southampton. This is before I got them up close. I thought it was black, and I thought it was a smoky black, and I realized it was like green. Am I right? Oh yeah, it's that weird green and kind of red. I- I, I like that look. I like their jerseys. Their kids, my bad. Maybe you have your your hair watch or whatever. Yeah, hair yeah, watch. Hair. Not a it wasn't wild hair, but it was super stylish hair, and it was uh, Harrison for Leeds, whoever that is. Oh, Remember? you like you like Jack Harrison's hair? Yeah, the hair is nice. Just side note, because the game sucked. I'm just looking at everything. No, Wait, hold on. You just like the back. high and tight? Is that the issue? With the with the hard part, I like that. Yeah, yeah. The hard part. No, he's stylish. Hold on. My only problem is, here's my thing. If I had a full head of hair, which I wish I did, but I don't, I probably would have styled it like that. My only problem is that haircut got, like, adopted by the alt-right in America. And now every time I see that, I'm like, ah, if he was a if he was from the U.S., I'd probably think he was a neo-Nazi. You know what I mean? But That's having true. said that, I still think it looks good. That's a weird thing. That's like saying, wow, that neo-Nazi really is attractive. Um, and that's not what I'm going for, but I'm turned off by it. That's my response, Kyle. I think Fair. it looks good, but also I have uh, uh, associations with it. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. I thought, I thought you were going to go with Crescencio Somerville's hair. He has some of the tightest... He's got... He's got cornrows, but they're really tight. I don't know if you're going to find a picture because he's got a lot. He's had quite a bit of different hair, but I think this is relatively new. Crescencio Somerville. He's one of their young, young players. He uh, Dutch kid. He had these tight cornrows, but not straight back, like angled, like across, across his head at kind of a diagonal. Like looked, exhibit. Yeah. Like exhibit. It looked, it looked really good. Hey, Nate. Uh, uh, let's see. Nate, since while he's looking at notes, um, you did you have leads on your uh, best kits um, uh, in the preseason? They're clean. They're clean. They're clean, and those dark ones are clean. Really nice. The ones, not the ones they wore this time. Uh, let me look at the other one. I like the white ones are super clean. The white yeah, ones I are not, super clean. I did not have leads in in mine. <laughs> This is one of those instances, Nate, where they look better on the on the pitch than totally. uh, on the on the pick on the website. Yeah. The more I see them, oh, the more what? I like them. Andrew, you're right. Those are nice. I like those. Those are the dark ones are solid. With the yeah. stripes on them or whatever. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Kyle, I know we kind of maybe joked about this. Kits matter, dude, and 100%. they change every year. Not like in the NBA where you'll go like six years with the same uniform or whatever, um, or even 20 or 100 or whatever. Um, every single season, it's a new kit. And people really- just like talk shit about each other's kits the whole awesome. preseason leading up to it till the final reveal when they see them on the athletes. And then even then, even if it looks good, people still talk shit. It is so much fun. That's great. Uniform done it once, oh, and I really liked it. Uniforms were so important. Uh, so, huge, huge. Um, let's see what else I got here. Uh, so you know how NFL used to have like receivers wore eighty eight, running yeah. backs wore twenties, and yeah. now is where you, you're like Leonard, Leonard Fournette wore number seven again as a running back, right? That's right. Does uh, does college does soccer have any regulations? A for can I number- answer before you answer, Nate? Can I guess? Yeah, yeah but sure. I it's, sure. It's a, two, it's a two part question. Part one okay. is do positions are. <laughs> Numbers and then second part, like in the NBA, when you call it these, now you were number ninety nine. In the past, you couldn't wear numbers that the refs couldn't put on their fingers when they're showing the timeout. Sure, but like, there's no un unallowable numbers. Or so, so my question are: Are there numbers that they don't, you'll never see ever? 
and our number is based on positions. Okay, so I'm going to guess the answer to both. The answer to both is no, probably. Except, hold on, I would assume they maybe retire numbers. I don't know. I It's probably... No 55, there's none of that kind of stuff. So single right. digits. So, but here's the thing. When they, having watched the the every match of the season almost so far, um, they never have to do a number thing. They always, like, hold the card and then point at a specific player. So, okay. I... In my head, I would assume there's no restrictions based on referee necessity. Also, um, the reason they have those numbers in uh, American football is uh, some players are not eligible to touch a football. So knowing the numbers makes it easier for you to know not to who to accidentally pass to. Does that make sense? Because there's no such thing as ineligibility in soccer – I wouldn't think that there are restrictions on numbers. This is my guess. Nate, please go ahead. And yeah. my, my, my point about the ref wasn't comparing to soccer, but just, that was just my way of trying to y'all to understand what I'm saying as far as like No, no, numbers. no, I get it, 100%. Yeah. Yep. All right, so here's the answer. There are no restrictions any longer for numbers. However, there are absolutely traditional numbers for each position on the field. And there are definitely people out there who still wish that the traditional numbers were worn. So here you go. And you'll start seeing it now. Now that I say this, you'll notice like, oh yeah. Can I guess? Most, no. Can I guess? Spend too much Strikers time. are like one through 12? No, we're not. Oh. We're, you're not guessing anymore. All right, go ahead. Too much Fine. time with your guesses. Whatever. One is your keeper number. You'll notice this all the time. Hugo Lloris is probably one, if I had to guess. Most keepers are one. I bet you never see an outfield player wearing the number one. Now, I don't know that for a fact, but I'm almost positive that's true. Two and three are your right and left backs defensively. Four and five are traditionally your center backs. Six and eight are traditional uh, midfielders seven and, and uh, 10 as well, but 10 is, is a bit more of an attacking midfielder. Nine is your striker. So most of your top strikers are number nine, seven, 11 are your wingers. Those are kind of traditional, traditional numbers. Um, if you see just a to clarify, so they would go one through 11 based on positions because there's 11 people on the field. Yes, that's right. Um, one through 11. So traditionally one through 11, those are your starting players in their positions. Now you don't see that. Of course, there's lots of players wearing different numbers. Now, if you see numbers in like the forties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, those are almost always kids from the Academy. Those are young guys who uh, they are just wearing a big number and it's because all of the traditional proper numbers have been taken. So uh, that's your answer. You can wear whatever you want now, but uh, there are traditional numbers and you'll notice it now. So Wolves, Wolves striker is number nine. Their keeper is number one. Um, what's uh, Harry Kane? Uh, Harry Kane is number ten. Okay, so that's a little different for a for a, a traditional striker, but the greatest uh, striker I've ever seen. But go ahead. That, well, that yeah, I think that's fair. The greatest striker you've ever seen. Yeah, you've mostly watched Spurs matches, so. So there, there's the answer to that question, Kyle. And then, okay, just for the record, by the way, Son is number seven, which yeah, is he's typically he's a Ronaldo. Ronaldo's seven. I know that much. Yeah, yeah. Ronaldo's and then, seven. And you're right, Larice is number one. And then, what? is it Ben Davies is two, or is uh, what's his name uh, two? I'd have to look it up. I'm not sure. It that doesn't matter. Ten or seven. Um, but thank you for that. Having said that, I would like to say that um, to do the um, actually, I was technically correct with my answer which is the best kind of correct <laughs> i'll give you that kyle keep going that makes, makes sense. Um, so i don't know another random question because the game sucked um i saw <laughs> one 
got a play, and his ball as the ball it hadn't even landed yet, they threw another ball. Like, here you go. That's that's the ball you're going to throw in from the side or whatever. I was like, how many game balls are used like in an actual game? How many, is it like here's the five for the game? We're going to rotate them in and out. And it's probably have to come back like in. Or- three. Hold on. Let's think of this in terms. Let's think of this. Hold on. Let's think of this like a Google interview question, right? You know how they're like, okay, a golf ball is this size. How many golf balls do you think could fill a, a school bus? Um, let's think about this uh, analytically. Um, there's probably what two segments on each half, like Nate for like with game balls, right? I, I like, don't know the answer, but I'm I gonna say there's three balls per quarter. I'm going to say there's 12 balls in play at any point, plus the one in play, so 13. Yeah, I, I don't know, but they definitely they definitely have balls on the sideline. And what you'll see often, and probably what you saw, is the losing team, the ball was going out of bounds, and they probably were grabbing it and having someone throw another ball to them real quick so that they can keep play moving, where the opposite would happen if you know Leeds is up 1-0, and they'll have the ball boys like dick around a little bit. You'll see that, like uh, where they kind of oh, waste time on the sidelines. Let me uh, let me neophyte that answer for you, Kyle, um, especially for our neophyte listeners who are trying to learn more about soccer um, towards the end. As soon as they add on the extra time or even before they add on the extra time, um, if you're ahead, your job is to delay, delay, delay. Right. So if you're if you're behind, you're trying to speed things up. So you have your guys throwing you an extra ball instead of waiting or having a guy run 10 yards to go grab it, then move back to the spot, set his feet or whatever, and throw it in. They're trying to speed up. Whereas if you're ahead, you're like, Oh yeah, I'll just saunter over there, grab the ball. And then I guess I'll lackadaisically, you know, throw it in. That's the whole point, right? That's right. If a ball gets kicked into the stands, like baseball, you know, I catch a, fly, a foul ball, it's mine. Soccer ball kicks into the stands. Is it you got to throw it back or is it yours? You, no, you it grab back. it and you run. I think you got to throw it back. You That's grab sad. it and you run. You don't look behind you. You say goodbye to your loved ones. You you're you're off the you're off the grid. Throw away your credit cards. You keep that ball and you live forever in the woods. <laughs> That much of commodity, huh? Yeah. You got to really throw it back? That sucks. Well, they expect you to, but also sometimes you go to a museum and they're like, this suggested donation is $8. And I'm like, neat. And then you walk past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is a very basic question. You both can answer this one. So when I watch games and – I can't differentiate what it would like a a foul or a yellow card. Like there's so much contact on one-on-one, you know, offense, defense and any contact made, I feel like, you know, the other opposing team is booing. They should have been a flag or should have done a flag, but a, a card or a foul. How do they differentiate? I feel like there's sometimes I see the same contact equaling a, a card or a penalty and then the same kind of contact equaling absolutely nothing. So how do you even like, you know, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Yes. That's, a, that's a great question. Can I go first, um, Nate, just because you know more I've been than me? going first like all to... night, so go for it. Why, why stop now? Can I continue going first forever? Yes, go. Okay. Um, Kyle, there's this um, uh, TikTok account that I follow. He's a uh, um, high school and college-aged uh, soccer referee, and he explains rules. And um, I recommend it because – uh, not only does he break down fouls every um, every TikTok video. What do you call a singular TikTok? Probably just TikTok. Just a TikTok. Anyway, every TikTok that he does, he breaks down the rule. He goes through the rule book. He shows a couple of things. So um, a, a bunch of things are obviously intent is important. Um, the where you are in the position of the play is important. And also like, you know, most of the fouls involve making contact with their leg. You know what I mean? Because obviously it's soccer and there's feet and you're right near their shins and knees and shit. So like one, how one... high above the ankle is important and where the ball is relative to where you strike the guy is important. And one really of- like quick differential is if you touch the ball first, 
Yeah. 95, 99% of the time, if you touch the ball first and clean a guy out, it doesn't matter because you got to the ball first. So that is, that's like a very simple, just starting point for whether there's going to be a foul or not. Did you touch the ball first? So no shit. If I was aiming for your face and I accidentally hit the ball first and then hit your face, um, I would probably not get a yellow card. That, that might get the 1% of the 99. Okay, hold on. I'm still trying to figure out a way to kill Kyle with my feet, but still not get blamed for it. I think another thing I saw, I think it was in the Chelsea-Tottenham match where, um, gosh, I'm forgetting who it was, but a Chelsea player kicked out at a Spurs player's legs and it was missed, Ben Davies and missed yeah. and he still got a yellow card because the intent yeah. was for him to try and trip him from behind but uh-huh. he missed and they still gave a yellow card for it so I think I think Andy's point about intent really matters as well so and that makes sense and you you saying about who gets the ball first essentially establishing possession yeah yeah Right. And they'll also, I mean, they'll also, uh, a lot of times you'll hear people say, Oh, that shouldn't be a foul. That's a 50 50 ball. Like they were both going for it. It was 50 50. That's a lot, especially for headers, for balls in the air. You'll hear that a lot. Um, on the ground, slide tackling, stuff like that. Uh, usually who touches the ball first matters. Or if you touch the ball, uh, before you touch the, the opponent, that's, that will really be a differentiator. So can I say this, um, Nate, I've noticed that lawyers love soccer. I'm sorry, American lawyers who I know are all fans of soccer. And I think the reason for that is um, it's like literally the ball is the equivalent of possession is nine tenths. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I touched the ball first. It doesn't matter if I accidentally shot you with a handgun. I touched the ball first. And that's like argument gets you out of almost every single everything, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, that, that will get you out of everything. Oh, yeah. Most things. Most things. So, Kyle, um, the, the rule is a lot of things, but also just go for the ball. And if you are arguing in good faith that you are going for the ball, then, I mean, that's typically the the – the rule, I Not guess. Not if you're going for the ball. You have to get the ball first. If you That's touch a true, player, but, touch, but it doesn't matter. Like if you touch a player before you touch the ball, you are going to get a foul. Not like most. Not of the time, a yellow. No, but he's talking about yellow cards. No, right? he was also. No, he was asking about fouls. Oh, okay. I take it back then. You're right. hundred no, percent. He's talking yes. about fouls, and then yellow cards and red cards is about has a lot more to do with. Uh, intent in the egregiousness of of the foul. So okay, I just want to clarify up tackles. So tackles with with the the studs high, making contact with a leg. Those are often going to get a yellow card because if the if the stu- or a red card if the studs are above the like where the ball would be. Now you'll see a ton of uh, of complaints and arguments about it when they don't get reds but traditionally you would get a red for for a tackle where the studs are up making contact on a leg high gotcha so uh, that's honestly it other than the only goal that i saw scored uh on that same possession i saw a pretty badass behind the back pass yeah right on the, right <laughs> my... rashy you know what i'm talking about no, nice. he's not talking about that one, Andy. He's oh, talking still okay. about leads. Oh, oh. Only scored on that same possession leading up to the goal, I don't know, like 30 seconds ahead of time. Some guy, ball's coming. He's right on the sideline, and ball came over to him. He literally took his right foot and, like, sweeped it behind him, like, behind the back. Kick pass? Yep. I don't know. I, I was like, whoa, that's that, that was pretty nice. Um, other than that, they're literally the only goal of the game, and – like, if, like I said, I focus on other stuff today because I'm like, this is not too entertaining. So I'm just going to just watch around the stadium and the field and see stuff that I hadn't thought about asking before. And that's where we're at today. So that's pretty much all I have. And that exciting. You know what? I looked at my notes to see what I had to watch. It was like relegation balls. Oh, my gosh. This is the two worst teams I forgot. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's funny because other than Leeds and Southampton fan cast, we have spent more time on Leeds Southampton than any other uh, football uh, podcast out there. So in your face, men in blazers, Kyle, here's the thing. Sometimes these trash games can turn out to be a lot of fun because they can turn out to like five, four affairs. This one did not. This This one one was a trash bag of a game. And I mean, I'm glad it wasn't assigned to me. I'd hate Nate too. I don't like him in well, you general. Know what I, but... You know, it could be good though because those guys can't lose. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, they are. So, and also, be... you think like they play, they give everything they had because, like, this... imagine you're the ugly kid and you think that guy's like you want to prove like I'm not the ugliest kid. I know I'm right. ugly, oh, but I'm that's ugly. the ugliest kid, right? So you want to, like, stand up for yourself, but no. Like, they're both ugly. I get it. Yeah, no, I get that, too. I'm glad. You know, I got it is what it is. You know, I got to see two new teams, if anything, so. There you go. Yeah, congratulations. The other end of the table, we've got uh, Arsenal and City. They both won. Arsenal 1-0 victors. City 4-1 demolishing of Bournemouth. Both teams keep rolling at the top of the table uh, with Arsenal keeping their two-point advantage with the game in hand. Um, So the top two teams in the league keep winning. Arsenal keeps their lead. Uh, At the other end of the table, can we talk about... Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, I heard you. I'm sorry, just the top two teams winning all four of the top four teams won this week. Yeah. Let's but... not neglect our good friend, Chris with United and yours truly. We didn't neglect Chris, Chris, Chris's team did not even play a league game. So that's what I'm referring to as the league. And they won their cup and we gave him his, his cup talk. We congratulated them. I'm just saying the top four teams in the league are all doing quite well. The team, including a fourth place team that continues to keep playing well. They're so far behind the other three that it's not even worth mentioning. They're four points behind. They're a win and a tie behind the guy ahead of them. That's not so far behind. And they they've played an extra points. game. Oh, what? And they've played an extra game than that team. So technically, if United wins their next game, they're seven points behind. I am so which is proud of you. With, I am so proud of you of adding three to four. <laughs> I am so impressed with your ability to do that. <laughs> I just want to say that, listen, a lot of the top four teams are doing quite well. And it's you don't true. need to be a monster all the time just because I happen to have chosen a team that you don't like very much. Even though I'm very courteous to your team, you monster. <laughs> you are not. We have I hours of recording. I absolutely am too. <laughs> no, it's fair. Spurs, I, t- I texted you guys. that I, know. Spurs, I wish like Spurs got a, what did I say? It's not a good win, not a great win, but a good win. If Chelsea I, were better, but they suck. But that's, honestly, a, that's the win you I need tell to you, get. That's I was, the win you need to get. You know how, you know that scene at the beginning of 8 Mile when Eminem is hyping himself up to like for yeah. a rap battle? Yeah. I was hoping. Yes. I was hoping and praying, Nate, that you were going to come at me with like, you know the Spurs didn't win that much. Uh, win that match so much as like Chelsea lost it. I was hoping you would come at me with something like that. I was like, oh. "Mom's spaghetti, knees weak, arms ready," like all <laughs> up, all up about to like spit in your face. Like, no, the Spurs had a game plan, bitch, and they executed it. You know what I mean? I'm sorry I to disappoint hoping... you. Oh God! No, brother. no, I'm. I mean. Ch- yeah, Chelsea's a mess, but it's hard to make an argument in beat, Chelsea's favor them, right now. But they beat them 2 0. So good win. Yeah, they but hold that's up. What, that's what they need to do. They should have beat them 17 0. Maybe, kidding. but they didn't. So know. maybe they that's not on Spurs. So all right. Well, you got Sorry. your Spurs. Knees week, mom's spaghetti. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Spurs have won four of five. So I will give you that. 
They have won four yes, or five. They have. They have picked up 12 points in their last five matches. Neat. Well, that's that's well done. Good Thank on you. you. Good for on recognizing you. them for once, you monster. They are in fourth. Or no, they're not. They are in ninth in the post-World Cup uh, standings. Ninth. They were in 15th a week or two ago. They're, they're yeah. moving up. Yep. They're two spots behind Wolves who are in seventh. Uh, Shut up. Um, I did want to talk about the bottom half or the not even the bottom half. Uh, we already talked about Leeds a little bit, but West Ham also with a major win, 4-0 spanking of Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest, though they are in 14th place, or no, 13th place, I honestly, I think they should be worried. They have not been playing well. I do all. not know how they're hanging on. How are they in 13th? After because these last few matches, I would have assumed they were in the like relegation zone. I know. The deal, there. it is so tight. There are only, there's nine points separating Crystal Palace from Southampton, which is 12 to 20. But there's only six points separating Crystal Palace from relegation zone. So it I love is, how 12 points is a, is not a lot when we're talking about relegation, but it's huge when we're talking about the Spurs and friggin' City and Arsenal. God, I hate you so much sometimes. You know that? <laughs> but we're talking about the difference between one place. The difference between third and fourth is bigger, is almost, or it's as big as 12th to uh the relegation zone listen to your the words you're saying i don't think you understand how either math or language works everything you're saying is dumb i no longer value our friendship i that's fine that's fine 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 i did a little work to see in the relegation battle how many of the of the bottom eight teams the teams have to play left and how many of the top seven teams the teams had to play left. And honestly, most people, most of the teams in the relegation battle have about the same amount of games against each. However, Southampton, I think, is screwed. They still have all seven of the top seven teams left to play, and they only play five teams in the bottom eight. They they have a really brutal. This is the who you play matters or who you haven't played matters for relegation zone. Can I can I throw something out here real quick? Yeah. Um, for those of uh, in the audience who are curious, um, Nate should probably go to Gamblers Anonymous. Um, even though he only bets a dollar or two dollars or one dollar or one dollar or fifty cents or twenty five cents or whatever for every bet he does. But, dude, he throws up weird bets. Listen to you. You sound like Jimmy the Greek trying to line up odds on, like, who's going to listen to you. Dude, listen to this. This is what I texted. This You want to really hear? I swear to God, if you just this confirm is, what I just said. This is what uh, I said. the Chris, only thing I want to hear. This is what I sent Chris Smith today. Please. please. I said, uh... I bet there's a suit. This is at 153 this afternoon. Yeah. If it was 153 in the morning, you would be you should be really concerned. This that is would be a concerned. problem for me. I'd be like, why are you texting Chris? I bet there's a super smart way to bet the second leg of cup ties. Like, and then then he said, I was thinking the same thing over the weekend. I said, I'm looking at Liverpool, Real Madrid in a few weeks. Madrid is up five two on aggregate. Liverpool is a plus 240 to win the match. Seems like a decent bet. Or with them up three goals, I bet it'll be a low scoring affair. So maybe bet under three and a half points or some or goals or something like that. So yes, I'm confirming. I love to bet a dollar. I just love betting. It's fun. And I am not going to ruin my family or my life by betting $50 at a time. I'll do- okay, bet a dollar. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop making fun of you. Just because I know you like playing with it in in an ex- here's the thing. Ready? Yeah. Ready? I don't bet on sports. I 
never, ever, ever, never. I would never do it because sports is the most unpredictable anything ever. Um, I was just about to make this a way of like relating it to baking. Like the way you like play with like a recipe and learn to figure out which things to temper with, etc. But dude, I don't fuck with betting because you guys are insane. Dude, I'm betting dollar or two bucks at a time. I know. I'm actually really enjoying this more now that I'm understanding your mentality. This is great. I just Um, like to bet. So if I hit some big ones, that's fun. And I lose more than I win. And that's okay. Having said that, every time, hold on, uh, listener, I know we only have three. Um, Every time he bets $2 and he's up to like, dude, I'm going to cash out at 17. Should I do it now? Or should I wait until I might make 21? Every time he does that, I get so mad at him because it's $2 to get like ride it out, right? Isn't there like a betters code? No, the betters code is don't lose money. The betters code is like maximize that awesomeness, especially when the risk. Oh, that's, that's the loser's code. That's how you end up in debt and having to like get a second mortgage on your house. Let's move on. We're, we're moving on. I did want to say, I think Lester is going to be totally safe. Lester has seven of their final games against the lower eight and only four against the top seven. I think wolves wolves have five against the lower teams and five against the top seven and three of those matches are their next three wolves play liverpool spurs and then newcastle so the prediction next games, wolves will not be relegated yeah that's that's my prediction yeah uh let's move on we've already talked about americans uh quite a bit with leads but i did want to touch on some other americans because i watched fulham wolves of course on friday and tim ream and anthony robinson have been standout players leading that defense tim ream particular for fulham and anthony robinson laid out adame Traore. so Kyle, you haven't watched Wolves yet, but we talked about Mikel Antonio a couple weeks ago and you were talking for West Ham and you were talking about how yoked he is, how ripped he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adame Traore for Wolves is even bigger. And there is no doubt that they will comment about it whenever you watch Wolves. And he doesn't get laid out. He is a He's a running back, dude. It is insane how yoked this guy is. But Anthony Robinson, a couple times in the game, just put hard licks on him. So I was I was super impressed with him. I've watched him a handful of times uh, over the years, and he's been impressive. But to see him go toe to toe with with Adame and and really neutralize him, I was I was super impressed with him. For goal of the week. Uh, there weren't a lot of great goals. Um, Solomon's goal that that equalized against Wolves was was pretty remarkable. About 25 yards out, um, curled it just around the outstretched arms of of Jose Saw. It was it was pretty sweet. But the other one that stood out to me was Ollie Skip's goal for for Tottenham, the young lad. Andrew, you you said you wanted to talk about him a little bit. Um, hear me out on this one. Um, you know how I'm a Tottenham homer and how I love Tottenham more than a lot of things. And um, this was the goofy, like, I love this goal. Hold on, let me clarify. I love this goal, but it looks like the, oh gosh, golly, gee whiz goal of the week. Like, it's a good goal, but like, this kid's 5'9", 154 pounds, and the ball just kind of skips towards him, and he looks, like looks at it like, oh, there it is, whoops, and then he kicks it, and it's not even a great goal, but it looks good on film, but if you watch it in, again, huge Tottenham fan, just want to clarify, but, like, I loved it. I did not expect anybody else to like it. I, I thought, thought it was a great strike. It was I from distance. 
It was a good strike. It was from distance, but it also kind of had a wobble, and it also was like the goalkeeper might have misplayed it, but also good on you. I don't know. I I feel like <laughs> that's his first Premier League goal, right? I know he's 22. It's it's kind of like I'm so proud of my son who rides a certain bus to school. Like I'm I really happy for him, but I'm not impressed by it. You know? <laughs> am I a monster as a Tottenham fan, no, or am I like no, now a legit you're honest. fan? You're honest. I've never seen you this honest. So keep that's keep a up. lie. Keep it up. I once told you I loved you in the rain on a beach in San Diego. That was all lies. All lies. <laughs> well, let's move on to best bet. Uh, we had uh, a handful of of disappointments. Andrew, you should not have picked Fulham over Wolves. Yeah. That was a draw. Yeah. Uh, Tim should not have picked Liverpool, yet he continues to do it. That was a draw as well, which is a loss. And Chris was swinging for the fences with his forced over West Ham uh, at plus 400, and they lost 4-0. That was an embarrassing best bet from him. However, uh, our neophyte Kyle took Tottenham over Chelsea for plus 145. He hit that. And as I said, nailed last it, week, Kyle. They are plus party, uh, baby. Nailed it. No Spurs. <laughs> and as I said last week, I was going to dribble the ball into the corner and just time waste, time, try and kill this game out. And I took Arsenal over Leicester City at minus one forty-five, which I won. Uh, that puts Andrew still solidly in last place, negative one thousand fifty-three dollars. Chris is in second second to last place at negative 671. Tim, uh, right in the middle, negative 605. Kyle, our neophyte, in the positive at plus 145. Finally got his his feet under him. He lost his first four, but has got the last two correct. And I am still in lead at plus 555 with that arsenal victory so with that as i kind of alluded to tim continues to ride the liverpool train he's taking liverpool over united plus 140 not great odds in that game i would not touch that that seriously on those odds i mean hold up you're a liverpool fan tim's not tim's not checking the odds guaranteed he is not checking the odds is that what it is i don't think he's checking the odds at all i think he he thought he would get better odds. That's my guess. When he threw I'm that, I'm just up, saying it's called best bets. Not like I love a certain team and I just really want to hug them. Bets, right? No, but that's what he did. He loves wow. them. He wants to hug them at plus one forty. Chris is shooting his shot again. He's trying to make up big ground. This isn't a horrible bet. He's taking leads over Chelsea for plus four seventy. I actually think that might be the best bet. Uh, out there this weekend andrew what are you going with well uh chris chose the best bet and i am not choosing the best bet i'm choosing the uh the best long shot bet i like and that. i'm sorry um nate you're gonna have to tell me which team i oh i'm sorry yeah newcastle over manchester city and hear me out here all right hear me out here okay hear me out here Newcastle is technically number five, right? Yep. And But let's agree on something. Newcastle sucks so much right now. For at least the last six weeks, Newcastle has sucked almost as much as anybody in the league. Okay, I'll, I don't know if that's true, but they are having a hard time scoring and they're having a hard time winning. Yeah, they but have done nothing. They've um, gotten some draws, and they do have some wins. But continue, continue. So what I'm saying that is they are the home team, correct? No, I think Newcastle's on the road. Oh, well, either way, let me just go with uh, what I was leading with, is that if anybody is due, like if anybody's like, you know what, we're going to score one goal in four games and then score five goals in one game, 
I think Newcastle's due this week. So here we're going. Long shot, baby. Newcastle. Hey, listen. I don't hate the bet. It's plus 600. 600. Newcastle is a really good team with a really stout defense. They're okay. And they're okay. And I think at plus 600, you're so far behind. You got to shoot your shot. And I think that's a good one. Um, Also, they're not that good anymore. They're okay. Let's not go overboard. They're uh, behind Tottenham. It's not saying much. Whatever. Um, shut up. I don't love you anymore. Kyle, who are you going with this week? Uh, I'm going to roll with uh, Brighton minus 130 over West Ham on Saturday. Brighton over West Ham. I don't understand this. Can you explain it to me, please? Because yeah, sure. I, I don't get it. Easy. I go, to the, I go to the table. Brighton's eight. West Ham 16. And it's a small odd, so I go with it. And, I, and I'm in the plaza. I don't have shit to lose. And yeah. Brighton's home. Is that right? Yep. yep. All right. Well, then never mind. You explain. I like up. it. Hold up. Kyle. Kyle. First yeah. of all, welcome to the club. Welcome for standing up to yourself. And also, um, welcome for explaining yourself directly and succinctly. I agree with everything you said. I didn't know. And thank you. Yeah. The more you know, you're welcome. I know. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Knowing is half the battle. Knowing is half the battle. That's it's called. What is our problem? The more you know. No, we're <laughs> we're GI Joe, dude. I know. I know. We're not. We're I, not Zach Braff on Scrubs, bro. We're Duke and Cobra Commander. I just sang to you. He did. You I sang. will sing at it. your face anytime you want. I am uh, taking that, a midweek uh, makeup match. I'm taking Wolves over Liverpool at plus 550. I, again, I actually probably think Chris's bet is the best bet, Leeds over Chelsea. However, uh, I liked this plus 550 Wolves over Liverpool for a couple reasons. One, Liverpool play, faces United over the weekend there is a decent chance that they may be looking forward to that game. Liverpool's not in good form. Wolves have been in good form. Even though Wolves beat Liverpool 3-0 recently, I do think I do think Liverpool will have a chip on their shoulder. But Wolves are still, I think, pretty pissed about the FA Cup loss at, or the, the draw that they feel was stolen from them from a bad VAR review. Um, at Liverpool when they, they drew with them 3-3. So I figured there's enough intangibles out there that at plus 550, why not? Why not go? You know, go with that pick until I realized I was plus money. I don't need to risk the plus 550, but I was going to go with that until you reminded me that I was plus money. So I like that. I like, again, I don't know shit, but I like the pick. Yeah. Hey, Nate, Um, can – you know how, like, 30 seconds ago I made fun of you for being, like, an analytical gambler? Yeah. Um, everything you just said is 100% correct. This is a fantastic choice. Um, I actually like your choice more than Chris's um, mm. just because I think yours – listen, these are both long shots, obviously. For sure. Right? Yeah. But I – I mean, the odds prove it, right? Yours is more likely to happen than his, right? No, his and is his is more likely to happen than mine. He's plus six hundred versus he's plus, plus. He's plus four seventy. I'm plus five fifty. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I, I misheard. My apologies. No, that's all right. Yep. Um, in my head, <laughs> and again, twenty five ish weeks into the season. Yours makes more sense to me than his. And um, I listen, you're both going to lose money because they're both going to tie. And dude, I'll take a tie. I'll take a draw. I'll take listen, a draw. Landfield. These are like betting on this sport is the stupidest fucking thing anybody's ever done. And the fact that this is part of our show, I do want to stand up and protest is probably as soon, maybe a partner holding member. 
Like, this is maybe a bad influence on children, and maybe we're causing people to lose their houses. All I'm saying is that, like, gambling on this sport specifically is stupid. Um, I'm sorry, who did I choose this week? Please remind me. Newcastle over City. I took Newcastle over City because we're betting mama's uh, horses on the shoes or whatever the expression is. Guys, uh, Newcastle is due. You've already Can we go us. back to this. No, we're not going back. We're moving forward. Newcastle is due. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. We're moving on. We're moving on because we are almost finished. This week is actually a week uh, full of good matches. City versus Newcastle on the weekend. Liverpool versus United. Those are some amazing matches. We have two, not one, two soccer Neil fight derbies this week. Wolves play both Liverpool, Tim's Liverpool, and Andrews Tottenham. It could not be any more exciting. I I am very excited. I I don't expect Wolves to win either of those matches. However, I do think Wolves could win one of them. I do think they could. So if we lose to Wolves, we're coming for Tottenham. So you better hope Wolves beat beat Liverpool. <laughs> I'm sorry. Here's the thing. Um, uh, Wolves aren't going to win either of them, just for the record. Um, okay, okay. They're they're hoping for a draw. They like their best case scenario is a draw in both, right? Uh oh. B- uh, well, okay, I'm sorry. Their best case scenario best... is a win on Liverpool, draw on Tottenham. I think best case scenario is best case scenario would be three points out of those two matches. So if yeah, we win won... on Liverpool, draw on Tottenham. I oh, got that's four, that's four points. Our best case scenario oh. would be that we got if we win one of those, that's best case scenario. If we draw both of them, I would be ecstatic. If we draw that's one, two points. I understand how the points work. I'm telling Didn't you. Didn't you say three points? I said best case scenario is we beat one of them. Oh, gotcha. I'm sorry. That's I missed three you. Points. I'm sorry. Go ahead. If they draw against both, I would be ecstatic. Those two yeah. points would be so valuable. If we draw against one of them, I'll be happy. Yeah, you're Listen. praying for two points because then you can get away from that like hash mark line that keeps creeping up on you. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, I don't know what it's like living in near the hash mark. Oh, yeah. sorry, that was that was catty. Am I am I a terrible friend? I am. No. I am. You're exa- you are literally exactly what I expected. You, I am literally. Hold up, uh, audience, listen in. Um, Nate and I have had the exact same relationship. Literally, I was eighteen. He was. I think you're. What are you? Two years older than me. I think I'm four. How old are you? Uh, I was born in 1980. Oh, no, I'm only two years older than you. Yeah. So he and I, um, we became best friends immediately, obviously. But he's always treated me like he was like the older uncle. Anyway. Um, I feel I'm like I'm 10 is, years older than him. I treat him like I'm 10 years older than him. But he's You always- really do. Here's the thing. We shared a bed. Um, cut that out. hi oh No, <laughs> you can't. Um it was a bunk bed and there was layers and levels and mattresses and whatever. It was college. Those were crazy times. We we just talked about how many great matches there are this weekend. And Kyle, you get another shitty one. You Wait, get why? You get Nottingham Forest Everton because he has to watch every team before we get towards the end of the season. So we have to give him teams he hasn't seen. So, Kyle, you get another relegation battle with Nottingham Forest and Everton. Um, honestly, both these teams. Everton, they weren't in the relegation. Yeah, Everton just dropped into relegation. They weren't there last week. Yeah, I, I, I don't remember how I know that, but paying attention. So, yeah, Kyle, so you get Forest Everton. Listen. You just got to endure these tough ones. And then when you when we have you reveal your elite eight, then you're going to get to start watching these good teams again. So just persevere. Forrest and Everton this week. Uh, 
here's the thing that game, that match should have goals scored. Both of their defenses are rather porous. So I, I might bet, I might bet the over guys, just as we're talking about betting, I'm going to bet the over on these, these porous defenses. Yeah, well, I'm not going to bet on either the outcome or number of goals because, you know, you guys are insane. Go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead. But Forrest is in 13th place. Everton is 18, so Forrest is not in the bottom three. You said it's another relegation game? Yeah, well, I was kind of being a bit sarcastic. But Forrest has been in really oh. – they have been playing really poorly over the last few weeks. Um, they've got a lot of injuries, so and they've got a tough road ahead. But, yeah. Forest Forest is in 13th, which is somehow crazy. I don't know how they're that high. Well, like you said, I got to see everybody. So you got to see them all. Gentlemen, that's all we got for tonight. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Soccer Neophytes. Rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends. Unless, of course, you don't like us. What's that, Kyle? Check out FanDuel. <laughs> Check out FanDuel. Brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel! <laughs> Just bet $1 at a time, though. Be, be safe. Be responsible. Bet <laughs> a dollar at a time. Gentlemen, peace. Peace. Go Spurs! Right,